Welcome to Vermonters in Business. We highlight some of the very best business leaders in our state and the amazing things they're doing in their communities. People of Vermont, welcome to Vermonters in Business, where our mission is to highlight the businesses and business leaders in our state that are doing incredible things in both the work in their communities and in their careers. We've got an outstanding show today. I am your co-host, Drew Kinney. I am an insurance agency owner, a technology investor, and a real estate investor. But first, please join me in welcoming our co-host, Travis Spencer. He is a serial entrepreneur, a local business enthusiast, and of course, around here, we know him as a world-class insurance agent, king of the hot take, Travis Spencer. How are we doing today, man? Not too bad, Drew. Looking forward to another great one. Good. I, do, a, I have a hot take you now. You got a hot take yeah, for us? You know, for, for all my college football fans, you know, if you have the ball <laughs> and you're running out the clock, just take a knee and end the game. <laughs> yeah. so, so, Sorry, Miami. Yeah. Not <laughs> easy to do. My Miami yeah. Hurricanes just, you know, gave away a game. So. Should have never opened this door up, but I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Virginia Tech next time. Yeah. So we've got, oh, we don't want to go down that route. <laughs> uh, so we've got an outstanding show today. Joining us today is Tom Gow. He is the CEO of People's Trust Company. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy to be here, guys. Excited about it. Yeah, it is an honor to have the bank with a heart in the office today with You're us. Right. Yeah. That good <laughs> yeah. So Tom was elected CEO in 2011, and that's right around the time we probably first met. We were training for uh, Spartans and taking boot camp classes over at Duke's Fitness with right. Nate Yando and crew, and uh, back in the day, giving ourselves uh, you know brutal punishment for an hour every day to <laughs> then go suffer on the side of a mountain for a half a day. You yeah, know, it's, it's funny what we used to do back yeah, in the day. It's a great time. So since then, Tom has traded in his Spartan shoes for his family and dad shoes, which I think is kind of the, how, how it all goes. That the as soon as you start having kids, it's hard to find time to uh, go run up a mountain. That's right. Well, we still we still like to do exercise, still like to be active, because I think that's part of being a good parent, too, is being yep. there, being present, being able to do stuff. But yes, I'm not doing any... I don't know about you, but I haven't done a Spartan nope. race in uh, probably since that time. Yeah, probably, too. One, a couple was enough for me. Yep, same. <laughs> I remember we did uh, the, the Beast in 2013, and after uh, being stuck in the rain on the side of Killington for God knows I how many hours pneumonia or something. Yeah. Like that, so. <laughs> it's like, don't you want to do one is enough yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still have the metal in the office somewhere, but uh, awesome. So Tom, one of the first things we do is, is we start out with what we call the Vermont hot seat questions. Awesome. And this just gives people a little taste of who you are as a Vermonter. So Tom, are you ready for the Vermonter I'm ready. hot Let's seat? roll. All right. Pancakes or waffles? What are you having with your maple syrup? Oh, pancakes for sure. All right. Pancakes. It's making a comeback. It is. A lot of people are waffles. Wow. Yeah. You need a, I just, if you're going to make it yourself, yeah. like pan, all you need is a pan, right? You it's, need a special waffle yeah. maker for, I don't it's know. It's true. That's the second time today the just, waffle maker has been a barrier of entry. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's very true. Pancakes all the way. No, no question. All right. A perfect day for you. Is it a winter day at the mountain or a summer day at the lake? I'm going to go winter at the mountain. All right. Um, you know, us fair-haired, redhead guys, yep. uh, those summer those summer days, not that we have many, not many that we had this year, um, but, you know, I don't want to put on SPF 50 if I don't have to, so. I get it. I can no, relate to that. No, no. So definitely winter. All right. And it's your birthday dinner. You can go anywhere in the state. Where are you going? Ooh, dinner. Okay. Well, I got to be a bit careful not to yep. alienate any of my customers. Yep. So I'm going to I'm going to say I'm hitting uh, Main Street St. Albans and that okay. new restaurant scene that's there across from Taylor Park and and you got uh, uh Mimos. Uh, yep. Mimo always does a great job yep. if you're looking for Italian. 
uh, twigs and their kind of outside vibe that they have yep. during the during the the summer. And then I love Jeff's Maine seafood too. So I don't yeah. think you can go wrong with uh, with us. Yeah, you downtown can hit them all right down the way. Yeah. Downtown St. Albans has done a great job. Um, <laughs> they have some definitely. Restaurants. The food yes. scene has definitely been been great down there for sure. <laughs> all right, and then what is your creamy order and from where? Ooh, creamy order. I'm gonna have to go maple yeah. and. I had a creamy in a while. Um, I'm gonna go throw some love to uh, to Toby Duclon and Duke, okay. where I probably got my first creamy yep. back in the day. Yeah, um, yep. Go go work out at Nate's and then go ruin your <laughs> workout with a with a creamy. Right? It was that was uh, funny how that that connection was yeah. right there every yeah. time. Yep. <laughs> be leaving there after class and the lines would just be like to the street. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's what we have for the Vermont hot seat. Pretty awesome. easy. Yep. Yeah. Um, so from here we'll transition to Travis, who's gonna hit the hard hitting stuff. Thanks, Drew. Yeah. Tom, thanks for joining us today. Uh, first way. I always just like to start with, tell us who People's Trust is and what you guys do. So People's Trust Company is a local community bank. And we, and I tell my staff this a lot, we really impact the lives of, of our customers, whether you're buying a home for the first time, whether you're starting a business. We have, I think, the best people. And what we have, I think, is an advantage over some companies. We're local. And because of that, we are ultra responsive. So Drew can call us up. It might not be something that fits into the cookie cutter of what a lot of banks do, but we can apply our knowledge of Drew, of the area, again, of what he's doing and try to customize something for him specifically. So it's really a, you know, it's a great community organization that uh, has been around for almost 140 years and, again, really impacts the lives of Vermonters. Yeah, and what you said is very true. I mean, we've even taken advantage of that. Okay. <laughs> you know, most, most local banks, you know, they can't, uh, you know, an insurance agency is a little bit different from their usual commercial lending, and, uh, you know, so we were able to take advantage of that as part of our acquisition of Crowley Insurance, and uh, it worked out well. Very happy to have you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I and we are also uh, uh, customers of yeah. Kinney's, too, so... Right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> I was having this conversation with someone last night out to dinner. We're talking about just the number of banks in Vermont. Yes. And it, for a small state, you know, we're like, does this ever get saturated? It seems like there's so many banks in Vermont, especially Chittenden County. Yeah. How do you stay competitive with all of these outside banks that are coming in or even some of the larger local banks? Yeah. So um, actually, if you can believe it or not, uh, there's a lot less at least community banks than there was even, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But you're right. It seems like banks of all size from a, you know, a global level, national, regional, mm -hmm. community, credit unions, there's a lot of different choices. So um, but you hit it right on the head. For us, it's trying to make sure we're relevant to our customers. And our experience is a little bit different. I alluded to it with, you know, kind of the personal approach and crafting solutions for our customers as opposed to just something out of a cookie cutter. But um, we try to balance, you know, the, the digital experience or what you might expect at a large institution as far as, you know, I get my mobile phone on me. You can do all of the same transactions or have all the same, I don't want to say glitz and glamour, yeah. but certainly, you know, all the digital um, aspects of banking that you would imagine that, you know, if, if it's midnight and you want to make a transfer, you want to take out a mortgage, you have that ability. But we also have, and I think this is really important still, is the personal experience. So you can come into our institution, you can talk to me, you can talk to one of our loan officers in person. 
We're based on relationships, and certainly that is the most important aspect to us. We want to know who you are. We want to have a familiarity, and we want to differentiate ourselves because we're more personable, high-touch, and ultra-responsive. So, But you're right. It is difficult to differentiate yourself in this marketplace right now. And we see that in the insurance piece oh, where yeah. a, lot peop- a lot of people now want – they want the touch, but they also want the technology. And so it's be, like do you, you, do you have an app? Both. Do you have you know, a, a portal, a customer portal? And yep. so you do you – know, you hit the nail on the head if you want to compete with those larger entities who aren't going to give you the personal touch. Yep. You got to and I think it. local is really important. I think that that really um, translated into something different after the pandemic. And yeah. probably during the pandemic, uh, yeah. we were so responsive to calling our customers ahead of time, yeah. getting them paycheck protection loans, you know, having a personal touch, going out there, seeing them, making sure they're all right. Same thing with the flooding that we've had here the past, yeah. uh, you know, over the summer, too. And just because we're small, we're nimble, we can be that yep. kind of boutique bank that right. you know has all the, the products you would imagine, but just has an unprecedented personal experience. And we care about our customers. You know, and I don't have anything against banks of all different sizes because right. I think economically we need, you know, I'm not gonna finance a, an airport or right. you know something. So right. we need banks of you know every every single size um, to make our economy go. But our niche is really on that personal level when people really make the difference. We have some of the greatest employees. I know, Drew, you know a lot of them, work with them. And our people really make the difference with developing and maintaining relationships. So that's that's really been our calling card. It was our calling card 130-something years ago when we started in 1886. And it really uh, is still, to this day, maybe enhanced a bit by the digital experience. Yeah, nice. One of the things we've been talking about with a lot of our guests is just, you know, Vermont is kind of its own thing. Yes. And there's a lot of national chatter in the finance world and yep. real estate, things like that. You know, so over the last couple of years, you, we had a Silicon Valley bank situation. Yep. We've had some other banks, that, you know, going under runs on banks, if yep. you will. Um, and the, the national news is obviously different than the reality here in Vermont. So how do you, what do you tell the people who are worried about banks yep. and worried, should they have their money in, a, in your bank? And, you know, what, how, what are you doing to counteract some of that news? Yeah, so it's not, um, you know, it's not abnormal. Usually Vermont seems to lag behind the rest of the country, somewhere yep. between <laughs> six to nine to 12 months. Sure. And I'm sure you see that in the insurance yep. world too. We, we see that, you know, from an economic standpoint, but also from a banking standpoint. But um, the banks that failed back in March, I think it was, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank shortly thereafter, there's been a few others that have been on the brink too. Um, those banks and those circumstances were very specific and different than what you see, yeah, certainly, certainly yep. from the Vermont banks. Yeah. So overall, the state of Vermont, their member banks are very highly capitalized. Um, they have you know, excellent sources of liquidity and are probably at one of their strongest points in uh, certainly the last 30 or 40 years, just from you know, balance sheet makeup. But those were very specific cases. Interestingly enough, though, the vast majority of banks have failed because not of the issues that you saw at Silicon Valley or yeah. Signature, but because normally it's loans or asset quality issues. So bank makes bad loans, yeah. they, you know, they go bad, they drain capital and the bank fails because. But this was really, um, this was really, I think, a balance sheet management issue where um, you know, the bank was very much concentrated, Silicon mm-hmm. Valley in particular, with some high net worth customers yep. and startup businesses. They had a lot of their eggs in one basket. 
they went long on investing in bonds at a time yeah. when you know rates just started to peak up yeah. assuming they assumed i think wrongfully that rates were going to stay you know at least not ramp up as fast as they did so they became underwater on their bonds um, really it was a liquidity issue and and i think you know we reference social media and right. you know mobile uh, this was one of their worst enemies which all banks right. and businesses should pay attention to when news got out that there was an issue there, yeah. um, I think within an hour or so, um, you know, it seems like line was around the door. Knew. Line yeah. was around the door. Um, they had no way to kind of curtail that, and and social media really helped to uh, to be uh, to be the, uh, the the issue that ended up uh, helping to uh, to put them out of business. So yeah. that kind of leads into my next question: How do you manage growth and mitigate those risks that other banks might have? Yeah, I think one uh, you want to make sure just sound. I'm going to use an insurance term yep. here, sound risk management practice. We love right? it. Yes. Right? And I think you can apply that to any business. Yep. It's not just specific to banking, though. But, you know, you want to make sure everyone takes risks. There's risk in any business, yep. right? That's what you must do, really? yeah. right? Yeah. There's always risk in any business. Um, but you've got to have controls to mitigate that risk. You know, you don't want to grow too fast without having, you know, raising enough capital or, or a sure. backstop. You don't want to have all of your eggs in one basket. You want to be diversified. So if there is an issue in one area or one sector, you have you know another to fall back on. So again, just make sure you understand your risk, you mitigate your risk. You're still going to take a little bit of risk because if you don't, there's no return, right? Yeah. But um, and again, I think make sure you've got good people to go out there and be the face of your organization to, uh, to help you take that risk. Have light-minded um, thoughts in how you grow. Don't know if there's anything you can disclose here to us, but do you have growth plans, you know, over the next five to ten years for the bank as far as expansion, territory, new branches, things like that? Yeah. So I don't think there's. Uh, I don't think I'll be, um, you know, disclosing anything I shouldn't. You know, we, we want to grow um, reasonably and responsibly. Yeah. Um, you know, our market area is northwestern Vermont, yep. and that's you know somewhat loose in its interpretation, but we're really talking about Franklin, Grand Isle, Lamoille, and Chittenden County. And I think if you look at just you know, demographically, economically, what parts of our state are growing, and I think this needs to change, but really it's, it's northwestern Vermont mm -hmm. and then kind of the rest of the state. Yep. So we're very well positioned where we are from a branch standpoint, from a kind of digital footprint to yep. be able to expand without a lot of you know, additional overhead and, and investment. And, and like I said, uh, we're going to invest in our people um, because I think that's really um, where places should be investing, uh, making sure we retain the best people um, and that they can be our relationship managers as we, as we continue to grow. But So for us, again, um, our legacy kind of market area has been Franklin County, mm -hmm. and we're really starting to make some inroads into Chittenden County, yeah. uh, cherry-picking some nice uh, relationships as we go. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things Vermonters are always concerned with, especially deciding who to do business with, is community service what are you doing in the community yeah. so what, what are you guys yeah I'm glad you brought that up that that's uh, and, and Drew's laughing here but that that's kind of what that's been one of our pillars um, through our history is giving back to the community and I've said this in numerous uh, forms before but uh, especially in Franklin County again our legacy kind of county you'd be hard-pressed to find a community event a charitable organization that people's trust company doesn't directly sponsor support, send people to help out. So we are extremely vested in our community. 
Um, if you go up there and ask any of the organizations, you know, who's kind of the backbone as far as a sponsorship or supportive organization you're probably going to hear us roll off their tongue as one of the very quickly one, yep. of, one of the one of the first <laughs> ones um, but we have it ingrained in our culture too we actually have policies in place at the bank where we have the expectation because it's in our name you the bank with a heart we right. want to be out there in our community that our staff one feels empowered to go out and, and during the work week be able to support and donate their time um, and, and I do it myself too. I'm involved in a number of organizations and just from the top down, including our board members, we have the expectation of service and, and really service above self. I'm stealing something from the Rotary Club of St. Albans. <laughs> yeah. here, but, um, and we got some, again, uh, board members who just spend a ton of time supporting their community too. So it's part of who we are. Yeah. I think it's part of, you have to as a community organization do that. We embrace it. We enjoy it. Uh, we find a lot of uh, reward in doing so as well. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you see, I think it's kind of just ingrained in the folks you have at the bank, you Absolutely. know, we see it, uh, you know, on the the personal loan side of the house with Angela Poyer and her team, everyone is very yep. active on the commercial with Daniel Manahan and everybody yep. and uh, Jay, obviously, Jay yep. Cummings and you got, you know, at the top, everyone is very active in the community and finding ways to support St. Albans and its growth. Yeah, I'm going to give uh, Jay a little plug here too, just because, uh, uh, you know, Drew mentioned him and, and he does a series, free series many of them open to the public to educate them on everything from you know, bringing insurance professionals in to, yep. to financial uh, and then stuff that's completely outside of the banking realm like yep. you know, self-defense um, and we kind of chuckle about that. How's yeah. that related to banking? Yeah. It's important to our community, right? right? Exactly. And I think that's, you know, that's what we're trying to get at is it's difficult to you know, say, hey, uh, let's talk about banking 101 and every month do that right. have someone different come mm -hmm. in. Right. But if we change it up and we focus on what's the needs of the community and take care of our community well, that's going to draw people in. And that's, again, that's what we want to do. Yeah. Back to the business insurance side, uh, you know, you talked about obviously you're not going to finance an airport, but what type of businesses, what range and size of businesses do you like to work with? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, um, all banks have a legal lending limit. Yeah. Um, that doesn't necessarily disqualify you from doing a larger loan. You might have to find a participating bank or participant. But, you know, our kind of wheelhouse, um, again, not to put us out of, you know, out of what we, uh, I don't want to scare any customers away. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we will generally um, focus on most of what you would see in, in small business mm -hmm. in, uh, in Franklin County and in Chittenden County. Again, all banks are capped. I'm not going to tell you ours because I don't want to tell everybody else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, we'll, we'll do everything from mom and pop stores, startups. Um, we still have uh, an agricultural lending division. We do maple loans. We do auto dealerships. So, you know, right across the board, we're, uh, you know, we're small enough to, to know your name, but large enough to be able to service most any request. Yeah, and I think what he's trying to say is that if you're larger, they'll go down swinging, so give them a shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, we'd love to be able to, if we can't do it for some reason or need to bring yeah. in some participants, uh, we'd be happy to do that. We want to be, you know, we want to be that that hub of business for, for organizations and direct them to uh, where they'll be successful. Yeah. Any questions? Yeah, Tom, what's kind of your crystal ball for 2024? What do you see coming down the line for People's Trust? So, again, we're going to have, you know, hopefully a really good year. We're positioned well. You know, rising rates allow us to pay our depositors some money. And, again, historically over the past 20 years, yep. that certainly hasn't been the case. Mm -hmm. 
Um, again, looking to give back to our community more, to grow, um, to be the bank with a heart for an, another generation, hopefully. And that's really one of our focus areas now is being relevant amongst you know, this upcoming generation who might never come into a bank, right. might never, you know, that might not even cross their mind. Right. Whereas I think probably all of us um, have been into an institution, whether our parents took us in to start our first checking account, it's really focusing on how do we get to that generation that might never come through our doors. The passbook savings account, the you know, because we'll <laughs> the, the, the green passbooks that yeah. you update it every month, the, yeah. they're not doing that. They yeah. want to do it all on their phone. So, you know, it's kind of living in two different worlds. Yeah. Right? It, How have you seen that change from your time as CEO? So 2011 to today, where have you seen that push? Oh, it's been, you know, it's been, uh, it's been really significant, yeah. right? And, and certainly the pandemic um, caused, right. Uh, and, and this is not for, for worse. I think it's for better. Right. You know, the pandemic, I think, caused a lot of people to say, okay, now's the time to really push through some of this because it yeah. was almost like a pause in business where, you know, we were shut down aside from just essential, all our employees are essential, but frontline yeah. people. And it just allowed us to, to really refocus on, you know, what's the best delivery channels to get to our customers? Obviously, people weren't coming in the bank during right. that time. Right. So it, it allowed us to promote... Um, uh, again, digital more than we ever have before. So I really see that as being one of the our main focal areas going forward. And just again, reconnecting with our with our customers, growing some relationships, making sure that we're maintaining those relationships to a high level. Anything uh, that we miss that you want to touch on? Or? I don't think so. Um, I don't believe so. I think we hit. I think we hit right. most of it pretty. No, good. I think we did good. We yeah. covered a lot of ground. We did cover a lot of ground. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we even got the Miami Hurricanes in on this one. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, <laughs> I got, give some love to those Buffalo Bills. You're not going to find too many uh, too many Bills fans. Yeah, absolutely. What? That's all right. Now, just again, another shout out to my staff. You know, and I yep. know you guys uh, oh, yeah. here uh, do it too. But it's it's not possible. We have a great without our staff. We have a great group. Uh, all of our board members are engaged. They're local. And our business model and a community bank's business model is actually fairly simple. We yeah. take in deposits from our community members and we loan them back out in our community members. So it's a really fulfilling, um, you know, a fulfilling mission uh, for, for community banks and for us. Awesome. Nice. Oh, well, we can tell you're definitely passionate about it. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on the show. And Great to be here. Thanks, Thank Tom. You for Appreciate having it. me. Yeah, this has been another episode of Vermonters in Business. If you know a business uh, leader or business owner that should be on our show, please send them our way. We'd love to host them and uh, see their thoughts on uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Hurricanes <laughs> or, or whoever it might be. <laughs> Anything else? No, this is no. great. Thank you again, Tom. Cool. Thanks, Thank you, guys.